Hello and welcome to Butterfly Kisses podcast, a journey of spiritual transformation. I am here today with Kalina Powell. She is the Deaf Queen boss and I am so excited to have her on our show today. She is here to tell us all about what it's like to live in the deaf community and what it's like to be a deaf person. We were just having a little conversation about that and I have to say I am very impressed with the way Kalina presents herself and the things that she has to say and her story is phenomenal. It's just amazing to hear where she comes from and I can't wait for you guys to all hear about it. So right now I'm going to turn it over to Kalina and let her tell you a little bit about her background and then we'll get into some questions. So thank you so much for having me. I love it. I love it. I am deaf. I became deaf at the age of four. So right ahead of now, I am finally graduating from psychology. I am located in Canada, Toronto, and I am starting off my own mental health coaching business for people who have a disability and for those who have any other mental health struggles. So I'm also to a very, very big, big exciting news is that I'm writing a book. A book is about me being deaf and in the hearing community. So I would love for the hearing community to know and what it's like to be deaf in the hearing world. That is amazing. And you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because I remember we were, I was in school. I can't remember what grade we were in, but we were trying to experiment with what it would be like to either be deaf or blind and trying to walk in the shoes of some of, of that person. And I remember having a, a mask over my eyes. I was, I, was, I was the blind person for the day. And that was extremely challenging for me. But my other senses kind of picked up where I heard things more. I was able to smell things. It was, it was really interesting for me. So what, what is life like for you on a daily basis, not being able, not having one of those senses? Do you rely on your other senses more or... How does that work? Yes, that is very true. I rely on my eyes the most. So for example, my eyes are my ears, if you put it in that way, because I am a lip reader. I have to do a lip in order to have, in order to finish the complete senses. For example, COVID right now, because the max, I can't understand anybody. I will not get the full senses to the point where I chose not to go outside as much as I used to because not everybody feels safe taking off the mask, do two part, two part apart, two distance apart. So it's very difficult, especially COVID made it really, really difficult for people who are deaf and people who have a disability because there are some people that cannot even stand being outside with the mask on. For me, all I do is literally just go to work, come home, or I let that go to my friend's house, but that's only safety safety purposes and that's pretty much it but that is definitely my daily struggle a lot of times reading lips especially if someone have an accident it, it can be really difficult sometimes right I'm trying to I'm like okay wait slow down for a second to finish the sentence so that is something I struggle daily based in is to read someone's lips complete the sentence to the point where my ears get tired of listening my eyes get tired because I have to constantly watch your mouth moves so I can finish the complete sentence. 
Wow, I hadn't thought about that. That would, yes, that would make life a whole lot difficult for, for you with the mask on. And for me, I know that, it, I mean, it's difficult for me <laughs> even to, and it's funny that you bring that up because even with myself, we, when we communicate with people, we are actually reading people's lips as well. So with the mask on, it's actually harder for me to hear and to listen and communicate with people with the mask on. It's a lot easier without it. What is the difference between hard of hearing and deaf? You became deaf at the age of four. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about how that happened and what is the difference between being completely deaf, being born deaf and becoming deaf or hard of hearing? No problem. Um, so I became deaf because I had an ear infection. So my doctor prescribed me an ear job and I went to daycare with it. The daycare staff did not follow instruction to the point where that one day when I went home, my ear level just dropped. I, my, I was in front of the TV. My mom called me. I didn't hear my mom. She tapped me on my shoulder. Imagine I was four years old, don't know what's going on. And she said, I called you. But again, little did I knew I was a lip reader. So I was reading her lip and she's like, but you can speak though. And I said, no, I can't hear through my ears, but I can read your lips. My mom was a young mom. She freaks out, she calls my grandma. My grandma's a nurse. And my grandma said, no, you're joking. Like, Kalina can hear. So my mom got really scared. She started panicking. My grandma rushed to home to pick me up, to check out what was going on with me. My grandma realized that I was deaf. And the next day we went to my family doctor. They said it was too late to do anything. And right on the spot, I was deaf. Wow. What did your mother do? I mean. Unfortunately, my grandma passed away last year. That was another, unfortunately my grandma had to go after. But also my mom too. I know for sure that my mom, and she was still in school, she was in college, she was trying to get her degree, everything, especially find that I have a disability on top of that, but a lot on my mom. And my mom, what she did was she went to the daycare, figured out what was going on, and I, I think they did a lawsuit, I'm not too sure. It's very emotional for my family to talk about it. I try to ask them, but they don't really talk about it. It's such an emotional story for them. From there on, moving forward, I went to the audiologist, find out what fully went down, what type of uh, what type of part in my ear that was damaged, because the doctor couldn't tell. So we found out that my shell in my ear would crack. That is how I became severe hearing, which means my hearing is, is at the bottom line, which means I have zero hearing, like zero sound. The only thing I can hear is loud airplanes, vibration. And that's all I can hear. Wow. When my son was really young, he had a lot of ear infections. And I didn't realize how bad the ear infections were to the point that it actually affected his speech because he couldn't hear correctly. He would speak. It was right around the time when developmentally you begin to start talking. He started talking the way he would hear words. He had his own little language, which was rather interesting, but he ended up getting earplugs, which helped with the ear infections, but he had chronic ear infections as a baby. So I can kind of relate a little bit with that. That's actually scary as a parent to, 
to know that you know you put the, your child in the care of somebody and they're not caring for your child the way you would what you would want them i would be very angry <laughs> she was really angry she was really angry you know thank god i have we had a lot of support in the family who was willing to step up towards us and kind of help a lot extra because I was just a really and I was the first person with them that it sucks. That was another whole different switch for my family. So how has this affected you on a spiritual level? There it really, really got me really confusing. I was lost. I was always crying. I was always doubted myself a lot I was always thought negative I always thought that I was not gonna go to school or not have friends because I became deaf before and that was the first time I was hearing aids when I was four I never kept my hearing aid in at all I kept taking it out and I just kind of frustrated I threw it in the garbage I remember one time I threw it in the garbage <laughs> and it was just too much to the point where I always have meltdown every night every night I used to cry a lot it was really really tired and exhausted were you resentful did you feel different I would say yes and no. I would say dependent on people. I mean, I felt like surrounding by people was what made me really get so much anxiety because I was really nervous to speak with the hearing community. I, I thought people would make fun of my speech. I thought people wouldn't take me serious just like everybody else. And I did not want people to oversee me so much. And I was young too, and I had to mature such a young age how to advocate for myself in the hearing community. You were four, so you were speaking fairly well when you became hard of hearing. Were, did you go through like speech therapy? Because you speak very well for someone who can't hear. So <laughs> you, and I can understand you very clearly. That, I mean, that's very impressive. So did you go to like speech therapy or how did you learn how to speak so well? So it all started, I went to two different schools. I ended up going to a deaf school and a hearing school. So right there, I was able to pick up a lot of voices, different speech. And and then I would say a year or two, I ended up having a speech therapist, a speech therapist in from when I was a baby. So I would say from when I was six to grade five. That whole year, I had a speech therapist the whole time when I was young to be able to pick up the speech. So luckily I was able to have a speech therapist to walk through me at all my school year, which is very impressive because a lot of people don't get that opportunity. Very, that I, I commend you because my son actually went through many years of speech therapy because of his hearing loss as well from the ear infections. And he actually had a learning disability a cognitive learning disability, trying to understand uh, what he was reading and because of, of the hearing, the hearing loss that he had and he suffered when he was a little, little guy, but eventually he was able to work through that with lots of training and practice and help. I'm very grateful for that. How do you teach others to communicate with you? Because I'm assuming that's what a lot of what your book is about. And I'm curious to, to know how, how you do that. For me, I always 
how people are very outspoken and very social butterfly. Over the years, since I grew out myself, mm-hmm. I always tell people like, hey, these are my needs. And um, if this, you can help me accommodate with me. So usually what I tell people is, you know, um, make sure you are using the right tools for me in terms of like closed caption or um, speak very slowly. Just be mindful because you have to be patient when you're speaking to me. So I always tell people be patient always, always when they're speaking. And that's pretty much it. I don't really have like a crazy like support on me because my hearing aid is Bluetooth. So that makes it even more easier for me before my previous hearing aid did not have Bluetooth. And that was really, really struggle for me for the past years. And so luckily the technology improved. There, thank God for technology. <laughs> yes, yes. It's funny because when I, when I look at you, uh, one of the things that I, I do is I do Akashic record readings. And when I, when I look at you, I see the throat chakra is very, is very prominent with you. And that's all in the hearing and the throat and speaking. And you are very, and I'm actually hearing, you're very prominent when it comes to the throat chakra. So you have a message to portray and to get out there. And I'm kudos for you for doing that. Now, let me ask you another question when it comes to disabilities. Do you feel you have a disability or do you feel that this is a, a blessing or or part of what your soul is here to do in this life? Uh, that's a really good question. I would say I do have a disability. Everybody calls me that, which I'm okay with that. But for me, I think that has a blessing and a gift. I feel like God created people, everybody different, everybody unique ways. And I would say for me, I knew I was gonna make a change in the world when I was young. I knew I was gonna too. But then when I got older, I realized that there's no one like me in the hearing community. Why? And when I got older, especially now, I'm only 23, I'm going crazy right now with all these podcasts, meeting people in Clubhouse, teaching people how to be inclusive. And when I realized, when I went to Clubhouse and I taught people, they were telling me, like, there's no one like you who have the strong message using your voice, no one they ever met came across someone that is deaf. And the reason for that, and I realized that maybe I can make the changes, maybe I can be the first one to go up on stage or even speak to different people. And so far things been changing for me like crazy. People want to book with me. There's people that want me to be part of the project. And it's just mind blowing how I'm actually really starting up to make a change. So yeah, and that's why decided to become a voice for the deaf community. I love it. I absolutely love it. You have got a mission and I, I love, what, what is the name of your book? Do you have a- My book? Yes. I just, I, every day I hear and at the little bottom is that I am just deaf. Awesome. When is it due to be released? Well, because of COVID in Canada, everything is strictly locked down. Like nothing is open except for a grocery store and Walmart. So unfortunately I called up a book uh, company and they said it's going to delay. So I wanted to get it released on my birthday, which is May 29th, but they said it won't be come up by then. So I'm, yeah. So I am trying to, hopefully we can get it going for maybe ending of June, depending on how bad this lockdown is in Canada. So I'm just kind of waiting. 
Well, hopefully it won't last too much longer. Hopefully life will start getting back to normal. You'll definitely have to let me know when the book is out so I can put it out on the website and social media and we can help promote it because that's going to be an awesome book. So you, you're graduating with a psychology degree? Yes. That's awesome. Where are you going to school, if you don't mind me asking? I go to York University in Canada, Toronto. Are you, are, is that where you're born and raised, is Canada? Yes. One other thing I wanted to touch on is that the, the feeling of being different. You, I had heard on, a, on another show that you were on that you had been bullied a lot as a kid. Can you talk a little bit about how you felt and what, what made you feel different? I was saying I was bullied a lot, a lot in high school, middle school, elementary school. I was pushed down the stairs. Kids were throwing rocks at me. I came home with bruises. At the point where I almost went to the hospital. I know teachers thought what the kids did. They never really did anything at all. And they said, they spoke to the kids, but nothing to change it. The next day, the kids said they bullied me even more because I told on them. And because my mom was in school and she would bring those to work, they show up, my mom show up to school with her batch. Mm-hmm. And little did they knew that was actually my mother. <laughs> and they had no idea. And then my mom said, I'm here for Kalina Powell. They're like, yeah, oh my gosh, she's so annoying. Like she has a disability. And they were talking really negative about me. So my mom said, I think you just said that, that's my daughter. You're all getting fired. It was crazy. And <laughs> since that day, there's no trouble in the elementary school. But however, there was a little bit bullying afterwards. Slowly had to go back again. Uh, I remember I had two best friends. I will never forget them. We're still friends to this day. Yes, they're like my best friend. They both stand up for me 21st seven. They would bully them back. They're like, stop picking on Kalina just because she's different. And right there, I realized that there are people who actually want to help you and support you. And I always tell the, the disability people that they're always going to be someone there, especially if they don't have disability. They're always going to be someone there to support you and help you. With that being said, thank goodness, my best friend, they all stand up for me, no matter what happened. But how I felt was really confused, devastated, because I was continually telling them, stop bullying me, stop bullying me, stop bullying to the point where I didn't bother with school for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, because it was getting too much. And because, you know, a lot of time, again, I would take on my hearing aid when I was in school. I would hide my ears, and I never show my hearing aids a lot of time when I was in school because I felt like that would change it. The peers of being surrounded people, like, oh, I can fit in. That was something that I would always do, and it was hiding my hearing aid 21st seven. And that's when, I, you know, my two best friends, that's when they always supported me and everything they said, you know, like, two kids are different. God gives you a gift for a reason. Like, you just use that as a blessing. So my best friend never really let me down. They they always supported and talked to me when I'm really down and I help them out. There's times there time where I'm in the bathroom by myself and my best friend would look for me and like, hey, where's Kalina? And I was in the bathroom, especially during recess time when you go outside. I never go outside. Sometimes I stay with the teacher or even stay in the principal office and say, I don't want to go outside. And so I was really exhausted and tired. 
I can completely relate. I was bullied as a, as a kid as well. It wasn't because I was deaf. I was just different than everybody else. I, and I always felt different. So I've never felt like I belonged anywhere. And I think I almost attracted to the bully, if that makes any sense, because I felt yeah. different that I was easy to pick on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is a good way. However, the world, you know, we're like you said earlier, we are all uniquely created by, by God and we're all different. Stepbrother has Down syndrome and I just see him as being mad. He's just mad. But to look at him, he's different, but he's, he's, he's just a different spice. He's a different flavor. And that's what makes everybody so unique and so wonderful in this world is we have different flavors. And, you know, if everybody was like me, Lord forbid, <laughs> it would be a boring place. So I'm so glad that we have a Kalina and we have an Amy and we have a Dana and we have a Renee and we have, you know, we have all these different people that come together in this great big soup of a, of a world to make it a beautiful, to me, it's a beautiful place. Some, sometimes it could be a little crazy, but I love yeah. I love it when people like yourself stand up for a minority group such as being deaf. Yes. I and it, and it brings up a really good point that I hadn't thought of before is how do we communicate and how do we communicate effectively amongst everybody? Because communication is the way that we learn. How we interact with people in relationships is who we learn about who we are as a divine being as well. And that to me is, that's huge. And when we have one of our senses missing, how do you do that? You know, yes. how, how do we do that? And that, that's, that's an interesting, interesting thing to ponder. And you do it very well. <laughs> Thank you. So if, is there anything that you would like to bring up to any, to everyone that you want anyone to know about Deaf Queen Boss and what you do and, you know, where to find you, number one, that would be a good <laughs> Everybody can find me on my website. My website is cleanempowerment.com or .ga. Uh, my Instagram is Deaf Queen Boss. My Twitter is cutie, Kalina. So yeah, that's the three things you guys can find me on and I just wanted to say one last thing is please 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 use your voice you just never know when you're gonna get into a car accident or anything like crazy or anything that's gonna happen to you I always recommend a lot of people to use their voice because like myself who's an advocate for the deaf community there are people who are deaf and who are mute and they don't have a voice they don't speak and I always encourage a lot of people be grateful for your voice always be grateful for your voice I love that. I love that. And being someone who loves talking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I agree with you completely. Now, before I end, I always like to ask my guests one question. And it's funny for me to hear the answers, but if you could spend one hour on a park bench or some or any place talking with one person, dead or alive, who would it be and why? One person. Oh no. I would love to say one person is Michael Jackson because I love Michael Jackson and he it's 
and look after him like crazy. I even bought his book, his biography when he passed away. <laughs> oh my God, my mom went crazy. I have a Michael Jackson mirror in my living room actually. Oh my God, we love Michael Jackson. I love him, I just love his moonwalk. Oh, oh my God. I would love to speak to Michael Jackson because he did so much for the kids alone and his charity work and his organization. And I just love his passion, helping people, even though he had a bit of drama, but I thought like people didn't really knew the true Michael Jackson by his heart. Mm-hmm. And instead of the popularity and all the balcony drama that he had. And I was just like, no, like, and he did, he did a change and he made a point, especially his music video and all the song he made it. It was just so inspiring to a lot of people and try to make the two color coming together in one community, especially the black and white music video he had, which is really inspiring because he never want anybody to be different. He wants anybody to come together. And that's why I love about Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite songs by him is We Are The World. Oh my goodness, that is definitely my God, my favorite song. <laughs> my favorite song is Remember The Time. I just love to do the dance moves. <laughs> I remember when my cousins were young and I was babysitting them, my youngest cousin had the Michael Jackson glove and he used to do, <gasps> oh yeah, it was so fun. <laughs> oh my God, I love, oh my God, it's so funny. Now he's probably shooting daggers at me like saying, I can't believe you told me that story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we used to, we, we would always play Michael Jackson records, records back in the day, it was records. He would do the moonwalk with the Michael Jackson glove on. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Kalina, for joining us today and for telling your story. And we will definitely be keeping an eye out for your book. And again, tell us what the name of it is. Every day I am deaf. Every day I am just deaf at the bottom. I say a little white thing. And yes. That is awesome. By Kalina Powell. I love it. Thank you again so much for joining us and telling us your story. Good luck with everything. And again, you can find her at Deaf Boss. Deaf Queen Boss. <laughs> Queen Boss. Excuse me, Deaf Queen Boss. And then also her website is alinasempowerment.com. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Butterfly Kisses, A Journey of Spiritual Transformation. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe by hitting the subscribe button. This way you won't miss it when a new episode is released. Also join me on the Facebook page at Butterfly Kisses Podcast. Here we can continue the conversations we've been discussing on these podcasts, and you can also ask questions of our guests as well. Also, if you're interested in learning more about Akashic Record readings, you can schedule a free 15-minute consultation with me on the Facebook page Or you can do so by visiting my website at amygraycunningham.com. Again, thank you. And remember, always spread your gorgeous wings, my friend, and fly. Until next time, see ya.